welcome back. This is a Teach for Endurance podcast, and I am so happy that you are here with me today or whenever. Believe it or not, this is episode 24 of season 5, so I'm excited if you're still with me, and hopefully I have something worthwhile to share with you that will help you out in some way, shape, or form. This episode is called simply QTR. Yes, QTR. I want you to get those three letters in your head, so let's repeat them. Actually, repeat after me. Q-T-R. What does this seemingly random acronym even mean? Well, I'm glad you asked, and if you didn't ask, I'm going to tell you anyway. It means, at least for our purposes here, quality time remaining. So Q-T-R equals quality time remaining. While I certainly know there are no guarantees in anything, save for taxes and death maybe, we can guesstimate, for lack of a better term, on how many quality years we have left to achieve, attempt, explore, you know, try things that we've always put on the back burner, so to speak. While the term quality is most definitely subjective, for the purposes of this podcast, I'll define quality for how I see it. The nanosecond where I cannot take care of myself in all its capacities, then my quality time is up, in my opinion. You may have a different definition, and that's great. I'm just telling you from my perspective, and for this podcast, that's how I define it. So depending on your lifestyle, choices made, and most importantly, flat-out luck, the time can and will vary. So since I'm 50, yes, I'm 50, I'll guesstimate, there's that word again, that if all goes well and my fingers are crossed on both hands, I have maybe 25 years of QTR, and that's a guesstimate again. Maybe I'll have more or maybe I'll have less. I have no idea. Who knows? However, at least now I have a concrete vision in my head to work with. Now, having defined my QTR, I realize or am reminded of the fact that time is certainly not infinite. It is most definitely finite. Therefore, with each passing day, I don't want to waste any of this precious commodity or, point, or on pointless endeavors and just keep busy for no particular reason. So let's see if we can work out a way to carve out some extra time in our finite days to pursue what we truly desire with however much QTR we have remaining. Honestly, my friends, in reality, finding this quote-unquote time is really simple. The key to having more time is to do less. Yes, it's not that difficult, but it can be harder or easier said than done. Uh, to do so, regardless of your age, occupation, and or station in life, uh, I try to go with the 80-20 rule. So, number one, what 20% of sources are creating 80% of my unhappiness or problems? And on the flip side, what 20% of sources are equating to 80% of my happiness and or positive outcomes? So let's, all, or let's get all sciencey for a minute. Uh, even though it's not a word, I don't think, I kind of like it. And let's hypothesize, shall we? If your doctor told you that you had to shorten your workday by 80%, how could you possibly do it? Well, since I'm always up for a challenge, let's see what we can do. To keep life simple, you have to be hardcore. Simple and hardcore don't seem to really blend together, but you'll see my point. What could you eliminate or greatly reduce in your workday, for example, to save time? Could be a lot of things. Pointless meetings, being tethered to email, conversations going nowhere, extra services you're not being compensated for, and the list I'm sure can go on. I'm pretty sure you can make some adjustments with some or all of these and find some time to do things that you want to do. 
What are some things, and we'll call them habits, that you consistently do to fill this time under the guise that you're being productive? Are you constantly checking your email 25 times a day? Are you constantly picking up your phone with all the notifications you got, you got uh, activated? Um, are you pointlessly surfing social media? Uh, in reality, more likely than not, these time fillers are your way of avoiding the truly important tasks which need to be done. Additionally, who in your life, work and otherwise, are the energy zappers who drain you of your joy? By the same token, who in your life truly provides you with the most joy? Think of it as joyful friends versus time-consuming acquaintances. Basically, in your day-to-day -day life, who is helpful and who is hurtful? Dump the hurt. You owe them nothing. Think about it. Ask yourself, who causes me the most stress and angst? Then ask yourself, what will truly happen if I simply stop interacting with this person? More likely than not, not a whole lot. This isn't rocket science, folks. It doesn't take that, uh, a renowned mathematician to, to conclude that we often spend way too much time and energy on the poisonous people and things of the world, either physically or in the realm of you know, technology and social media. By dropping these weights from your life, you're not being rude. You're doing yourself a favor and being intelligent. Why? You are claiming some of that precious time back to you. Moreover, you are the sum, usually, of the three to five people that you spend the most time with in your day-to-day -day life. Make these individuals count. Make them worthy of what little time we truly have. Or in layman's terms, you know, if you don't want to get dirty, don't sit in the dirt. What else can we do? Well, how about asking yourself, what one thing can I accomplish today that will bring me fulfillment? Try it sometime. Before your next work day or next day in general, pick two things that you'd like to achieve. Highlight the must get done. If there's time, go ahead and do the other one or do something for you, but do not succumb to the time fillers we discussed earlier. If you think there are more things that must be done, ask yourself, if I don't fill in the blank here, do this today, what really is gonna happen? More than likely, it won't be catastrophic. If it is, it should have been your highlighted goal for the day in the first place. Whenever possible, also, and this is my opinion, you don't have to agree with it, try to avoid multitasking. Give your heart and soul to the task at hand and do it really, really well. While some view multitasking as a strength, in reality, it's just doing multiple things average at best. If you prioritize properly, there's no need to multitask. By divvying up your attention to a multitude of tasks equates to less proficiency, faulty concentration, and poor results. If you don't believe me, how many car accidents are the result of people giving attention to their phones or something else? Game, set, and match. I win. Move on. Hopefully, regardless of your personal QTR and whatever you've decided it may be, I hope I've provided something that will help you, uh, at the bare minimum, think about making some simple adjustments to create more time for you. I'll remind you one more time. We're all on the clock, people. Use it wisely. Go paint that picture, compose that song, climb that mountain, race that race, call that long-lost friend, write that novel, lie on the beach, start the company you've always wanted to start, but please, 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 just start truly living, my friends.